I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Let's get started before we mess something else up, because we have been sitting here now for 15 minutes. Can oh, what the? Situated? <laughs> Trying to get the computer on, the program up, the microphone working, that and... That thing would start up in, like, it felt like a million years. I know, and it seems like struggle to get the Bible read, and that's what this is all about. Fun fact, I sat in a nice bath today. You did sit in an ice bath. You lasted about 10 seconds. That's fine. No, no, I'm just kidding. It was... Yeah, yeah next time I'll go longer. Mm-hmm. And, like, that very cold bath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you were, like, freaked out when you went in? No. You didn't freak out. It was just cold. Painfully cold. Yeah. The water's at about 25 degrees. It's freezing. Mm-hmm. Last time it was at, like, 26. Yeah. It got colder. It got a little bit colder, huh, Brock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brock, do you remember what was going on in the previous, in last night's reading? Remember Jehu was kind of on a mission. Do you remember what he was on a mission to do? To, um, like, kill other kings. Well, it kind of, he had been killing the other kings, but specifically, Trey, do you remember what he was kind of doing oh, yes. last night. He was making it about himself. He was making it about himself while he was doing what? He was trying to get, um, trying to land a stool. Yeah, that's right. So he was trying to. He was trying to do what the Lord told him to do, but kind of made it about himself. That's right. He was participating in what the Lord wanted to do by putting judgment on Ahab uh, and his family for the wicked that they had done to the nation Israel. And in doing so, he started to get carried away, exercising his own power and doing the things that sounded good to him and not really asking God about what he should do. And we will continue in verse 18. Then Jehu brought all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little. Jehu will serve him much. It doesn't seem right. Jehu is like being this good person right now. And Just see what was the... it Elisha that said that just now? No. Oh. That was Jehu who said that. Oh. Jehu said he served Baal a lot. All right. See what goes on here. Now summon all the prophets of Baal, all his ministers, and all his priests. See that no one is missing because I am going to hold a great sacrifice for Baal. Anyone who fails to come will no longer live. 
Ah. But Jehu was acting deceptively in order to destroy the ministers of Baal. So he's just trying to get them all in one place. So he can kill them all? Mm-hmm. Like Je- all the people that come? All the ministers of Baal. Oh. Jehu said, Call an assembly in honor of Baal. So they proclaimed it. Then he sent word throughout Israel, and all the ministers of Baal came. Not one stayed away. They crowded into the temple of Baal until it was full from one end to the other. And Jehu said to the keeper of the wardrobe, Bring robes for all the ministers of Baal. So he brought out robes for them. Why do you think he had them all in robes? He wanted to be able to identify them. Right? Here you go. If you're a minister of Baal, you get a free robe. Little do they know, it's showing Jehu who he's going to want to have slaughtered for praising the Baals in the land of the Israelites, right? It's just a trap. It's a trap. This is a double trap. Eventually, when here's a good rule in life. If something seems too good to be true... Most likely isn't. It, it might be too good to be true. Does that make sense? That'd be like if somebody said, Hey, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... We always use money. I'm gonna give you a million dollars and... You don't even have to do anything for it. I don't believe that. Either you what don't believe for? it, or if it is true, it's like, there's strings attached somewhere. You're going to expect something out of me later. Or you're going to want something for this. Right? If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. If it sounds like a way to get rich quick, let me tell you something. There are scenarios where people are able to get rich quick, and I don't care. You can define rich as money. You can define rich as, you know, love or physical fitness or whatever you want to talk about being rich in. There are some people who achieve richness very quick, but that's sort of the exception. The rule is, is that building wealth in anything takes time. It takes dedication. It takes hard work, right? Yeah. If you're being enticed in a situation where it's like, that just sounds too good to be true, that sounds like a shortcut, then yeah, probably... The, the million dollars thing sounds like a person trying to catch Santa, Santa Claus with cookies and a string attached to the cookies that Santa Claus can't see. That's right. Santa Claus dropped cookies. Kids trapped Santa Claus. He's done. Right? So yeah, the cookies, I guess, too good to be true. Which a, a cookie, um, to me, that's that's appropriately good to be true, not too good to be true. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. The point is, is that Jehu's like, hey, yeah, I know I just slaughtered all these people who loved Baal, and I know I did it to fulfill the prophecy of Elijah, who definitely was against Baal. But come on, I want to throw Yaal a party for Baal, <laughs> and then. But he- does he actually, like, do it to praise Baal or something? Well, no. He's trying to get all the ministers of Baal all in one yeah. spot. And then when they get there, he's like, oh, look, and because you're a minister of Baal, I've got a nice robe for you. <laughs> at some point, you're like... I'm going to sacrifice you to Baal. Right. At, at some point, you got to be thinking to yourself, like, you know, this is all too good to be true. I am out of here. Okay? Now, if you're in a situation and everything just sounds too good to be true... Get your guard up, because somebody might be trying to deceive you. Does that make sense? Somebody might be trying to play you for a fool. Verse 23. 
Then Jehu and Jehonadab, son of Rechab, went into the temple of Baal. Jehu said to the ministers of Baal, Look, y'all. No. Imagine he actually said that. Look, y'all. He said, Look around and see that no servants of the Lord are here with you, only ministers of Baal. So they went in to make sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had posted 80 men outside with this warning. If one of you lets any of the men I am placing in your hands escape, it will be your life for his life. Yikes. As soon as Jehu had finished making the burnt offering, he ordered the guards and officers, Go in and kill them. Let no one escape. So they cut them down with the sword. The guards and the officers threw the bodies out and then entered the inner shrine of the temple of Baal. They brought the sacred stone out of the temple of Baal and burnt it. They demolished the sacred stone of Baal and tore down the temple of Baal. And people have used it for a latrine. A latrine? Sorry, I don't know that word to this day. You know, the Baals, what did the Baals represent? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Balls. I I think all of them represent that. All the gods. Except for Jesus Christ God. That's right. That's right. But who is the most notorious God? Quotations like we were talking about. Yeah. Who's the most notorious God you hear about in the Bible who's not God himself? Baal. You hear about Baal, right? Baal is a representation of what it means to serve something other than God. To serve sin. That is what Baal is. So, what's the picture here? Is Jehu kind of getting rid of Baal? Or is he really getting rid of Baal? Really? He is really trying to purge Israel completely of service to, ministers of, association with the Baals. And Jehu had some issues, right, for what he did to... Ahab's, not necessarily Ahab's family, but the people who knew Ahab and his friends and all that. Yeah, Jehu went a little off his rocker there. But you have to admire how he, how tenacious he is in getting rid of sin. He does not want that sin in Israel anymore. He wants it to be cut off completely. And I think that is how the Lord challenges us to deal with sin in our own life, that sometimes we think we can let it hang around or we we'll get rid of it at some point in time or maybe once a month is okay once a week is okay giving yourself a little quota is okay and listen nobody's going to be perfect right so yes by definition or by reality everybody is going to have some level of sin quota in their life that is going to be with them all the time i'm not preaching about being perfect what i am preaching about as you mature in your relationship with the father there should be a continuous push to drive that sin out of your life completely and not necessarily looking forward to the next time that you can act out. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I like what Jehu's doing here in this regard. In verse 28, So Jehu destroyed Baal worship in Israel. However, we don't like howevers. We talk about destroying Baals, you want it just to be period. Yeah, you don't like however. However, he did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which had caused Israel, which he had caused Israel to commit. 
the worship of golden calves at Bethel and Dan. The Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in accomplishing what is right in my eyes, and have done to the house of Ahab all I had in mind to do, your descendants will sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. Yet Jehu was not careful to keep the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, which he had caused Israel to commit. Boys, it is time. Whenever you reach that point in your life where you're like, I'm not turning away, but I will someday. Today's the day. Quit dragging your feet. You know? You're probably not there now, but just remember that when you grow up. It's like, today's the day. Now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. Verse 32. In those days, the Lord began to reduce the size of Israel. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Haziel overpowered the Israelites throughout their territory, east of the Jordan, and all the land of Gilead. From Eroer, by the Arnon Gorge, through Gilead to Bashan. And this is the book of Kings. And we're talking about Shehu. So how's Jehu? How's it going to end, Brock? Yep. Obviously. As for the other events of Jehu's reign, all he did and all his achievements, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? It's not Israel. the Bible. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick thing about the golden calf praising thingy. Mm-hmm. If Jehu was trying to get rid of sin and, like, gods that don't exist, then I, I wonder why he'd do the golden calves. Well, I think that's a good point. Even just worshipping a golden calf is kind of like praising it like it's a god. Yeah. Sort of. That's right. Well, you made a commitment the other night, in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You voiced a commitment to me that you want to go your whole life without ever doing illegal drugs, right? Street drugs, which we classify that because... There are such things as medicine that are drugs, and that's different yeah. than taking them for altering a. We all know so. I wasn't talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I've had medicines. That's right. So when we talk about, so you want to abstain from street drugs your entire life, right? So yeah. you're making a commitment, and let's say you stick to that. You might go your whole life, and you're like really zealous about that. You know, like I'm not going to do this, but maybe. And I'm just throwing this, you know, as an example out there. Maybe you grow up in your life and you struggle with greed. What is that? Uh, Greed is like not wanting to share with others. Wanting everything good for yourself. Not wanting anybody else to have anything good. Somebody might look at that from the outside and say, Well, yeah, you're really committed to not serving drugs. But you're not very committed to being a generous person. You're not committed to wanting good welfare for others. You're not committed to loving your neighbor as you love yourself. I'm not saying you're that way. I'm just giving yeah. an example, right? And so I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying if I was that way, yeah, uh, I would be thinking that I would, if I was trying to control myself, I'd be like, I don't want myself to be that way if I ever do end up that way. That's and right. I do want to love my neighbor as myself. Yes, you do. I understand that. It's uh, you're just the I'm not example. I am that way. I understand. Yeah. The 
all here's what I'm saying is that Jehu may have had one part of his life figured out and he was struggling in another part of his life. And what you'll find, what you will find, is that there is a weapon, there is a weapon, a specific weapon, that has been formed against you. Me and Pastor Jason were talking about this. There is a weapon that has been formed and has specifically been formed against you. Okay? Satan is not lazy. Satan is not stupid. Right? He's smart. He knows your flesh. He knows your tendencies. And he is forming a weapon that he would like to utilize to drive between the peace that you have in your relationship through what Christ has accomplished for you and how you live your life. That's what he would like to do. Now, the Bible also says that that weapon formed against you when you were in Christ shall not stand. That's right. Trey's got it. That's it. So, just understand this. Jehu, like the rest of us, was not perfect. There was still a weapon formed against him. It may have not been with Baal, but he had a hard time with golden calves. Maybe golden calves had more to do with like riches. Like maybe Baal just was outright serving a different god when a golden calf was like he just liked gold. He liked money. He was greedy. You know, I don't know. Um, but I think that's where it's easy to look at one area of somebody's life and, and see that they're clean and another area of life and see where they're struggling. And it's like the truth is everyone on this earth is struggling with something. Even if they've purged all sin from their life in every other way, every single person on this earth is struggling with sin. The pastor's struggling with sin. I'm struggling with sin. The person you look up most to in life is struggling with sin. Joseph Prince, he'll admit it, struggling with sin. Okay? We're all struggling with it, but we fight. We just keep fighting it. And when we're fighting it, we remember that we're not fighting from a position of defeat. Even if we lose a battle with it, Christ has already won the war for us. This battle is, this war is done. It's been put away. So we actually fight each battle from a position of victory. Even if we lose the battle, we still fight from a position of victory. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That's a great question, Trey, and I thank you for asking it. And in verse 35, Jehu rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. And Jehoahaz, his son, succeeded him as king. Gosh, I hope it's a short reign because I have a hard time saying that name. Jehoahaz. 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 The time that Jehu reigned over Israel and Samaria. That seemed like a little fast reign by Jehu, didn't it? Seemed like it was just a short little story. Yeah, it was just, Jehu goes into the city walls after being declared king. Kills all of Ahab's family. And like King Ahazel. Yeah, and all that. Baal. Destroys Baal. Worships golden yeah. calves. Done. Rain ends. You know how many years that is? Guess. Take a guess. Two. Two? Say like five or something. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight years. Yeah. So, there's another answer to your question. We don't get there's a lot of details about Jehu's life we don't get to know, right? It's because they're written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel. All right, it's not a history lesson about Jehu. It is. Why you said Jehu? Jehu. You. But you all have to defeat Baal. You all have to figure out where Baal is at and just 
remove him completely. Yeah. You all got to get rid of Baal. Got to go to the mall and you all got to find Baal. How about this? Get rid of Baal, you all. That'll be the next the next sermon I write. Not not bedtime Bible voice. The next time I write a sermon, it's gonna be get rid of Baal, you all. Okay. At the mall. No, I'm not gonna say anything about the mall. All right, guys. Uh, well, let's let's get to bed. It was fun tonight, even though we had the issues. Yeah. I love you, boys. Love you too. You guys are good kids.